Hello, lovely Moon community. I'm Julie. And I'm Tori. And welcome to the Two Weekends One Week Podcast, where we're just two girls really trying to lean into Libra, holding a creative space where we can just debrief and decompress the astrology of the world. And so I encourage you, grab a nourishing beverage, grab a journal, and let's empower connection to our bodies, the stars, and each other. Thanks, Jules. So, <laughs> hi, everyone. Um, we took a little bit of a hiatus, and <laughs> the Aries full moon brought us back, which is no surprise, honestly. Yeah, it's been a minute, but like, a good minute, a good break, and needed, but yeah, it's wild to be back with you all. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but it also feels like divine timing, and even, we're obviously going to mm-hmm. talk about the astrology, but thinking about it, like, we kind of took our time to redirect, like, what we were feeling about the podcast when so many things were going into retrograde like around that time was when Pluto was just going into retrograde which was like a really big shift for both Julie and I um Mm -hmm. and so many things were and it's really not surprising that we felt called to come back and like kind of come back into routine and ourselves at a time when so many planets are going direct yeah, and I also don't think it's a coincidence that we come together to record today when we're still in Libra season. The sun is in Libra, so we're very much in partnership. But also, Mercury has now gone direct, which is the most famously known retrograde because it happens three times a year. But as Corey was mentioning, we had some significant planets go direct in the last two weeks that were a huge initiator for what the quote-unquote COVID clump or planets that really initiated a lot of like the stirring up of COVID um so I think it's I'm honestly just one baffled to be here and two I feel like astrologers have talked about this day of these planets going direct for the past year and a half yeah yeah honestly and I mean what was happening a year and a half ago is when the pandemic started and that's where the COVID clump comes from as Julie's talking about and we're kind of beginning to go direct not to say that we're like coming out of this big traumatic thing because if anyone listens to Ann Ortley's podcast which I highly recommend Mm -hmm. she talks about how uh, the United States is going through the Pluto retrograde next year so really that's when our structures Mm -hmm. come down this was just like the beginning but then I mean we're going to talk about on the individual level how we're feeling it so on more of the individual level it it feels like we're moving forward I don't know how you feel Julie I want to hear in a second but for me I feel like we're we're moving forward but I still don't feel clear like I Mm -hmm. emotionally it feels like it's coming together like emotionally I feel more confident in myself and like okay this change these things 
okay, I know what I want to get behind, but in terms of like seeing what it's going to look like, I feel like that's unclear to me and mm. that causes anxiety. And that causes me to feel like, um, what is happening? Like, what does the future hold? Why are we setting up for all of these changes? It feels exciting, but also like what is going to happen? <laughs> and that's scary. <laughs> so how do you feel? Yes. A lot of energy happening. Yes, I could not agree more. 12,000%. And I think too, like you were saying, it's like, it's exciting, but also nerve wracking. And I, I've been reflecting on this a lot. I've been looking into my own chart and realizing I have a lot more hidden sag than I thought I did. And I, of course, like have known that, but I don't think I've fully felt it until now where I'm like, oh, I crave change and excitement and new, but that's also scary because I don't know what it's going to look like. And it feels very important right now um, because I also think that like these are the things, this isn't new. Like it's not news as to like what's been coming up because it's been coming up for the past year and a half and probably longer than that. But it's a time of like hard recognizing and like shining light and being like, oh shit, no, this is right. Like I need to be remembered, like reminded 12 times in order for me to actually get it ingrained and do something. But the doing something new is scary. Um, and so actually what you were, how you were describing those shifts of like, um, it's like something's happening, but there's not clarity. I have a very cheesy analogy because I saw the new James Bond movie this weekend. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I cried. I admit I cried. It was so good. And I <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love this story already. I'm a recent fan. Like I only saw the like uh my first James Bond movie two weekends ago. So I'm very fresh to the game. But saw the new one, loved it. And there's a scene, I won't ruin anything, but there's a scene where um, James Bond, he's like in a sinking ship and it's down below the water and you can see him like stressed on being like, how am I going to get air? How am I going to get air? And he pops up and gets this one little breath of air and then he has to go back into the water. And then he has to try and figure his way out of this locked door and he gets out of the locked door and then he's like, wait, okay, now I can see the surface, but I need to keep swimming to get to the top. And he, he's really far down. And so he keeps going, keeps going, gets to the top and you can just like want to resonate with him in the physical sense of like he breaches to the surface and gets one big gulp of air. And that is where I feel like we're at at this moment because you realize, wow, okay, I got air. Great, great, great. But shit, I'm still in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> where do I go now? My ship is sank and I don't know where to go next. So that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. that was like amazing like I pictured that in my head I want to see the movie like <laughs> oh my god that was great thank you um I can get behind that like wow that was a great analogy um yeah what areas of your life do you feel like it's it's hitting you the most right now Oh, such a great question. Um, I think definitely my relationships and not just relationships as like my partner, um, 
and my friendships, which is normally what I think about as relationships. But I think my biggest things are like my relationship with work and my relationship with my drive in life um, and kind of like my relationship with boundaries and myself, uh, largely of like, I think that plays into the moon that we're going to be experiencing tomorrow as far as like we have a sun in Libra, which is all partnerships and relationships, but a moon in Aries, which is all about like the fire and the passion and the drive and how do we in their exact opposition. But I also find it really coincidental that these are very directly aligned with um, our nodes, our North node of being in Libra, but having to really release that Aries energy of the self and just impulsive passion. Um, and I'm very confused because I have all these passions and I want to do them. And then I'm like, shit, but how do I do this with everyone else? So that's where I'm at at this moment. But how are you feeling with like what's being highlighted in your life right now? Yeah. Yeah. I really, well, I really like how you put, um, your relationship to things as a way of looking at relationships. I, I really liked that. Um, but for me, it's definitely purpose focused, um, trying to understand honestly my purpose and not in this big and cliche way, but more like my everyday life. Like where can I put myself every single day to, have an impact that I'm proud of, not that like is objectively the right moral thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. That is a really big theme, which is very much this like self versus like relationship um, type of dynamic as well. Like how do I place myself and do something that feels good for myself every single day to like make me a better person in all of my relationships and everything I experience in life. Um, so that is like pretty high on the scale. And then communication has come up a lot for me um, mm -hmm. in my romantic relationship and how it's been something that it's, it's been like this push and pull of me trying to see outside of myself and having such a hard time seeing outside of myself um, and noticing certain moments of like fear or really just fear and having a hard time letting go of the self and then trusting another person in the relationship to fully mirror back to me what I need to see and trusting that and not just being like, oh my God, that's too scary to see. That's too scary. I'm not going to see that mm -hmm. at all. Keep that. I'm going to get really mad at you. That's your fault. Um, which I have, this is like a vague uh, relation, but I was listening to some podcasts, of course. And <laughs> um, yeah, and these, it was, it's these two girls and they're friends. And one of them was talking about wanting to adopt a dog. And um, it really like resonated with me. It was such like a simple story, but basically she wanted to 
adopt a dog. She's very sure of herself. She's very confident. She knows what she wants in life. Like she has really good relationships, but at this moment in her life, she was in a really low point. And so what she did was ask people that she really trusted, like, what do you think I should do? And they told her to adopt the dog. And so she adopted the dog. And that to me, that story scared the shit out of me because I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Just like ask someone else that you trust. And then is that it? And then you just like yeah. make the decision. Like, why didn't you check in with yourself? Why didn't you rely on like your own opinion? Um, and that theme is like very, very big in my life right now. And it's highlighted of course because of the Aries full moon I also have an Aries moon but being that nodes are um our south node is in Aries and then our north is in Libra like I struggle with it just as we always talk about of like choosing myself over others and the way it manifests for me is trusting other people that I love that I'm in relationship with if it's friends or anything like trusting that they could make a perfect decision for me completely and that's something that petrifies me but I am I'm open to I'm working on it (laughs) no that makes and it makes a lot of sense too like you have a mercury in Sag which is all about like the truth and honesty and bluntness but that also comes from a very secure sense in yourself right and trusting yourself that you're going to be able to that you can do that and then having this like also mercury and retrograde I'm sure does not help but the last three weeks have been very like tumultuous. like I can't even think of that word tumultuous is that it <laughs> tumultuous yeah tumultuous yeah right like it's, <laughs> it's been messy and it's so difficult um, and like that being said, how has this Mercury in retrograde treated you? Honestly, um, I didn't feel it like I have with other ones. There was just so many other things going on that, you know, I probably did. I was thinking, I always think more like technology, but I just told you mm. that communication has been a very tough thing. Um, Yeah, I think communication, it has hit me the most in the sense of like, just blurting things out and saying things at times when I should wait, thinking it over, things like that. Um, That has felt backwards. Communication has not felt as smooth, but that's been most of it. What about you? Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I, for some reason, this mercury and retrograde had hit me a lot harder than I feel like it has in the past and I feel like there's many factors to that and part of it being like I haven't been as spiritually in touch um in the past couple of months and so I think that adds to my like fear factor mm-hmm. but I also think too I was in the past three weeks I signed a new lease which if you read articles online about mercury and retrograde the first thing they tell you is not to sign contracts and I'm like well shit I'm signing a contract. Um, (laughs) So I had to mentally prepare and work around that. And I will also say 
if anyone is out there signing a lease or getting married during a Mercury and retrograde, you will be fine. <laughs> um, just like double check the, the writing, the font, the small print, whatever, but it'll still be fine. Um, but yeah, I think I was just hyper aware of like, wow, little technology things and words were an issue and um, not getting my point across or just feeling in all different places, which I guess I didn't anticipate considering my Mercury is in Libra. So I was like, mm, this shouldn't be so bad, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very glad that we are stationed direct now. <laughs> many of the other planets and so I'm actually really curious considering how much you know about these outer planets that have turned direct in the last two weeks um yeah can you talk a little bit further on what that's been like and what those are I mean Saturn and Pluto going direct I feel like is a huge deal and it Mm. really depends on our charts right like where do you have a lot of planets? Um, So I have like a lot of eighth house planets in my chart. So when Pluto does things, it, it's a lot. Um, It's very like transformational, but being that Saturn and Uranus are such a big part of this year, um, because Saturn Mm -hmm. is direct now, From what I have heard and what I've been learning with astrology is that we are in this last bit of the year of pushing forward. So now Saturn has gone direct. So we've learned like what our karmic work is in our life. Like we've, maybe we haven't learned it, but we at least saw it show up. Maybe we didn't like the way it showed up. Maybe it was really difficult, Um, but we saw it and it was very highlighted. And now we are being pushed to do something about it. And that's why it's super uncomfortable. Like, yes, Saturn is going forward, but also it's like, did you learn? Did you learn what you were supposed to learn during that time? And same with Jupiter. But Jupiter going forward is coming from a Sag. I feel like it's uh, better (laughs) because um, I feel like Jupiter and retrograde is very like overly optimistic and um, overly confident and kind of like clouded in the judgment. Um, and going forward, it's more, it's, it's in place. There's more, there's more room for growth and expansion. Whereas when it's going backwards, it's, oh do I want to expand in those ways do I want to grow in those ways do I want to do this so yeah um I feel like Saturn is just the biggest part of this year and Mm. how it's showing up really does depend on our chart for example my Saturn is in Pisces so something that shows up for me a lot is boundaries I have a hard time with boundaries, this like wanting to nurture and give myself to everyone, but also leaving myself with nothing. That's a part of my, um, my karmic work in this lifetime. And the universe has given me so many people in my life that I can surely take care of 
and that I would love to, but I have to have really good boundaries with. And mm. yours is in Aries, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is so wild. And wow, what do you, what is, what do you interpret that as? What do you interpret your karmic work with Saturn and Aries? Oh, <laughs> I actually remember Tori this uh like a year ago this time maybe off by like a couple weeks like the end of September we Uh like dove into what our Saturns were in and we were like shit what's our Saturn return gonna look like um and then you know Saturn's doing its hard work this year and we're not in our Saturn returns yet we have a couple years but um yeah well it's interesting like what you said because I also know like your Saturn is in your 11th house of like friends and colleagues and the way you show up in your social world and that's exactly it right and like what are the structures what are the boundaries um and like you said Saturn's this like grandfather you need to do your stuff and I feel it really strongly um in the past year and a half of me really questioning what I really want to do and um so yeah my Saturn is in Aries but it's also in my third house of communication and so this Aries energy of like fire and do you and do the things that are you like um I heard Anne um or at least say she's like Aries is the energy of I am and I've never been a very strong person in that sense like I know what I like and I like what I you know know what I like to do but I've never been like so overly confident and I think a lot of what my Saturn work is going to be is to be like do fucking you and do it proudly and communicate it and express it and I think I've gotten a lot more of that courage in the past couple of weeks and specifically in the last week of like I want to be a fucking baker like I want to go to pastry school (laughs) and (laughs) I want to do vegan baking and to me it sounds like in that Saturn way and that structured way of like this is the traditional way of doing things baking was never an option and it was never an option of like in growing up it was like nope you should get a job and get a salary and you should try to go to college like there was never that option of like no go do something that you really love because that's unless you get paid and have the same kind of structured job then that's not what you should be doing and I think if anything, the last two years had really illuminated that of like, I wanted to go to New York to just try vegan food and to experience great culinary work. And I worked in a bakery and like all these things that I think I keep trying to beat around the bush of like, oh, well, become a therapist so that you can incorporate your food and cooking into that. And it's just like Saturn keeps coming back of like, no, go do this thing because that's what is you. Like that's who you are and now that Saturn is breaking down these structures it's really opening that up but it's scary as hell <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you're gonna have to own it and trust yourself to make a good decision for yourself um, which I think is very airy it's like being very decisive and owning it like you're gonna mm-hmm. do it and yeah, yeah, which on that, let's bring this into the Aries full moon. Um, what do you know some common themes that are coming up with this moon? 
So I, as far as the logistics, I know that um, the sun is going to be in 27 degrees Libra and the moon is going to be 27 degrees in Aries. So if you check out your charts, see where those degrees and signs fall for you. And it's most likely not going to be like nail on the nail on the nail there. Like if you have something that's 30 degrees Libra or 24 degrees, like Aries, it's close enough. Um, but also seeing what planets you have. And so I, that's mainly where I am at with this moon. What are the themes that are popping up, Tori? Yeah, well, of course, like it's the self um, versus like we or the relationship. It's the Aries versus Libra dichotomy. Um, and oh my God, I just completely blanked what I was going to say. Oh, that full, we know full moons in general, it's very high intensity, it's a lot of energy. Um, And being that we have so many planets that are now going direct, like, this is a very energetic time, like this is, there's a lot of forward moving energy, but it's sometimes unclear. And so many people have made so many big changes. So like with a moon like this, it's like, okay, what do I need to release? Um, what do I need to let go of? What is not going to, what do I not want to take with me into the next moon cycle? And what, what am I? It goes back to that. I am statement. Who am I? And confidently moving into that in our next moon cycle and really like leaving what you don't need. And then thinking about that in your relationships too, like what is working and what's not let go of what's not working. And the thing about Aries is it's honest and it's straightforward and it sucks. And sometimes like, I mean, I have an Aries moon. Sometimes I know people don't (laughs) want to hear it. And I know I said the wrong thing, but the thing is with that type of energy, it's decisive and it's honest and you know what you're going to need. So I think it's just a great time to be so honest with yourself. And that doesn't mean be mean. That doesn't mean be negative, like hold space for yourself, but be honest, be honest. So you can like go into this next cycle, feeling fuller and feeling better and feeling healed, feeling more like authentic to this new part of yourself. Like we just changed seasons. Like we're Mm -hmm. in a different phase of ourself, of our body. Um, I was in yoga today and she was talking about how we're in Vata season in um, Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic like medicine. We're in Vata, so we're in air. And we did a lot of poses that were water and earth kind of to like coincide with that, but then like go against it and bring stability because we're in a season of like this movement. And like Libra, it's, it's a lot of movement. There's a lot of thoughts. I feel like with Libra energy, it's thoughts, 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 it's speaking, it's, it's so quick. Um, but what we can bring back to ourselves and ground ourselves is kind of harnessing that Aries fire of what's working, what am I sure of? Okay everything else that I'm not sure of gone. And then we're moving forward because I know people who don't have so much fire and so much air in their chart, like this energy is a lot and it can be overwhelming, but like there is 
places to be grounded within kind of this this intensity like Aries is it's intensity yeah wow I'm just gonna like take a moment and pause and soak that all up because what you just shared was really beautiful so I'm gonna just like take a sec (laughs) thanks Jules ah yeah that is an Aries moon for you. <laughs> Our in-house Aries energy, which to me is so like, I, I don't have as much fire. I have Sag, but it's different. But yeah, that is so well put and decisive and forward. And that's exactly what this moon is about, like you said. Um, the other thing it has me thinking of is for mutable signs, like large part of myself, any like Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces energy is very mutable and it can be very indecisive. And mm-hmm. I've learned that about myself recently. I'm very indecisive. Um, <laughs> but I think it also, how you mentioned, reassessing where you want to, what you want to get rid of, where you want to realign before going into the next moon cycle in two weeks on the new moon. But I think what's also so beautiful about this full moon right now is that it's in Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac. It is fresh. It is new. It is young. And that's a perfect start to things. And I think a lot of the things that we've been talking about of these larger planets coming out of retrograde and going direct and feeling like, wow, we've just reached the surface and have gotten this breath breath of air like that I feel very much aligned with this energy and I don't and like I think you mentioned this a week ago and maybe we don't need to know where we're going quite yet right like we still will be coming into this new moon in a couple weeks where it will be a time of darkness and there's not always answers there but right now like there is light and it doesn't have to show a hundred miles away but it can show like one mile away and that's also beautiful in itself so yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so am I. Um, well, one thing I was thinking of when you were talking to you and um, just talking about like this season and that Aries is the first and this moon cycle, we're also going into Scorpio season and Scorpio wow. season. Yeah. It's, it's that it's that exact noise like (laughs) it it takes it takes like trust in yourself and I think like with this full moon if we can remember that that's coming (laughs) we can kind of prepare ourselves to go through that because also we're getting into like the darker seasons like we're not seeing as much sun in the northern hemisphere we're we're going inward more. And when we get to Scorpio season, it really is like going inward. So if we can like harness this full moon and really like get sure of some, some things that we're like, we're proud of that we're confident in, um, that we're sure of in ourselves, then we can work our way in two weeks to the Scorpio new moon where it's going to be like, all right, (laughs) Now we're going to transform and this is going to be 
a whole nother season until we get to Sag. So remembering that progression um, is just really nice right now too. That's a really great point that you make because yeah, we end the sun enters into Scorpio in a couple of days on like the 21st or 22nd. And I don't know about you. Um, I'm curious what your experience is, but Scorpio can be very tumultuous or something like that. Um, it's like the hurricane of water signs, right? Like cancer is just the overflowing Mississippi. Scorpio is the raging teenager hurricane. And then Pisces comes out to like just a vast ocean of wisdom. Um, but Scorpio from even like what when you were talking I was trying to think of like okay how have I grown since the Scorpio season of 2019 because I remember feeling that very intensely and as we were about to enter in a couple of months into you know a real emergence of COVID and all these planets that started shifting and going retrograde um, I remember at that time a lot of Scorpio to me felt like wow overwhelm and emotion and what I feel like I'm learning through this past like year and a half is like, I need boundaries with that emotion, right? Like I need boundaries with the overabundance of water. Um, but also with those boundaries comes a level of trust in the unknown and that it's okay to do that um, and letting go of the control and knowing that like, okay, I'm going to explore these things or I'm going to open my mind to these things because Scorpio is always that like they're craving that otherworldly knowledge and understanding and experience and like the spiritual world. They're like, I, I just want to be out there. And a Scorpio energy has a lot of comfort in the unknown. I also don't think it's ironic that in Scorpio season, we have some very popular holidays that deal with death or the other world, right? Of like Dia de los Muertos and Halloween and All Saints Day. Um, and so it's that, that energy of like the thing, it can be fearful if you let it be fearful, but it also can be enlightening if you let it be enlightening. And I think that's the choice that Aries can illuminate for us right now that we have the power to make. Yeah, wow, I like that. Um... Yeah. Okay. So then what do we want to release tomorrow? Well, the full moon is tomorrow, but whenever you guys are listening to this, what, mm-hmm. what do you want to release and let go of? I also, in tangenting with that question of like, We just got out of Pluto in retrograde, which also has heavy Scorpio energy of deep, deep getting the skeletons out of the closet. And now we're going into Pluto's like most comfortable place of Scorpio in a couple of days. And so what are the lessons you learned from Pluto in retrograde? What were the skeletons you got rid of? And how is this fire energy of this current moon going to prepare you to enter into some more mysterious times and some unknown waters and like what lessons will you take from that as you enter into this time yeah yeah well that definitely is something I'm 
going to still think about, but top of mind right now for me is to like let go of expectation. Um, and that means like expectation of myself, expectation of the people I love in my life and my friendships, my relationships, just expectation of my work ethic, (laughs) truly letting go of all expectation and accepting myself every single day just as I am, not after I complete a to-do list. Yeah. Wow. And you know what I just realized, Tori? (laughs) Is that both of our Plutos are in the same exact degree and sign in both of our charts. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, both of our... Yeah, both of our Plutos are at zero degrees Sagittarius. They're in different houses, but damn, yours, I mean, yours is in your seventh house of relationship and marriage. Mine's in my 12th house of spirituality. So I need to like do some deep reflecting before going into Scorpio season. I'm like, shit. Yeah, I forgot we were in Pluto retrograde the past like four months. I Um, remember talking about it on the podcast and being like, oh no, this is about to happen. And literally close after that is when we took time to stop podcasting and kind of like redirect our own energies and our lives so busy and crazy and changed so much. It thinking back on us doing that podcast, I was in Jersey, you were in New York. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I remember you bringing it up and I was like, oh my God, like, what is this going to mean? And that's so interesting. Cause I think about it now of like, uh, okay, I need to dive further into what did this 12th house of spirituality and self undoing mean for me during this time or what do I have to really face and it's at that same time that like we stopped doing the podcast and that was I realized that was a huge form of spiritual community for me and a huge form of spiritual relief and it's I've been noticing in the past couple of months of like how much I'm one craving that but two where I'm like wait I realized I haven't even been going to Reiki I haven't been going to all these things that spiritually fill my cup and really neglecting that whole part of myself. Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, well, mine is partnership. So, I mean, we are in partnership when we do this and that was changing and evolving. And we, in so many ways, were like tested of of our partnership and like our friendship. And we- we're literally working through that from the moment (laughs) it went into retrograde and even before until like now, which is crazy to think back on because, and also beautiful because that felt tumultuous and that felt, and for me, it felt like it, it felt like Pluto retrograde, like where you're so shooken up that you have to transform (laughs) and wow yeah like we we did that and in my experience like our friendship 
just mm-hmm. completely transformed and yeah that's it's so crazy I mean that's where yeah my Pluto is in my partnership so my close like relationships transform me so that's definitely where it shows up <laughs> yeah you know it's just it's it really is crazy and that's why I'm also so grateful for this space and grateful for this evolution and I always used to be so fearful of that type of change of like really addressing the skeletons in the closet but we had to you know we were forced to the universe wasn't going to let us and yeah there's still ways that people can still shut that off and bottle it up and not address things and keep chugging along in life but it always comes back out like it always will and I think that's why I'm so grateful for the language of astrology because it helps me make sense of the shifts and the natural evolutions of things and the fact that we're always evolving like the moon changes every two and a half days right like nothing is constant except change and Mm -hmm. that's scary in itself but also such a gift yeah yeah and what astrology teaches me in so many ways too is like um wow I keep going to say things and then I'm blinking is the full moon like hitting me oh my god it's late late for you and the moon I fully was like yeah this is everything I'm about to say nope gone what did you just say (laughs) the um astrology as a language uh change constant oh yeah when you're um talking about what is happening (laughs) it's okay (laughs) where where you're at today where we're at today (gasps) yeah well seriously oh that when your something that astrology has taught me is like when you're when something is really uncomfortable and tough and you don't allow the change to happen you keep attracting those experiences so a lot of times when you have like certain partnerships like um and of course sometimes partnerships need to end because you outgrow each other and you notice that um but other times like you're learning a lesson that's really uncomfortable and if you decide not to learn that lesson you learn it with someone else and I think that's a big thing that like Pluto teaches us in astrology in general where you realize you have to go into it head on and you're going to change and it's going to be super uncomfortable but then you get out the other side and you realize like it wasn't that bad and it was worth it. So bringing that back to like our relationship and everything like we have gone through with the Pluto retrograde, like it's like, okay, this is really uncomfortable, but also like this person is going to be in my life forever. So how am I going to shift? Because I can't keep being this same person with this person. Like clearly this is not what we're supposed to do. It's so interesting to me that we have Pluto at the same degree and the same sign. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that's something huge that Pluto in general has taught me about transformation. And then astrology of like having patience with people and having compassion for people. Like none of our charts are perfect. They're all of them have certain things that make us react in certain ways. And we can, we can be patient with each other and be patient with like our, our change and the way we transform separately. And then how that shows up together like that. It's a lot, but we're here for it. And that's Pluto. We're here for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also am super grateful for your perspective because like you said, you have a ton of eighth house energy, which is Scorpio energy, which is heavily ruled by Pluto. Like you of all people know transformation and like it is ingrained in to a lot of your experiences and who you are. And like, that is a really beautiful gift and a gift you get to share with others. Um, and I'm really grateful to receive. And so thank you for being you. Yeah, and thank you. Um, wow, look at that. Perfect timing. Um, <laughs> for those of you listening, we said we were going to do 45 minutes and we stopped at exactly 45 minutes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm very excited for this full moon. I was driving home from yoga and I saw it and it's so beautiful. Have you seen it? I've been peeking and I saw a couple days ago, I was like, oh, she's almost there. Um, yeah. She's a nice illumination. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. So uh, we really recommend releasing things, doing whatever you need to do, whatever feels good for you in this full moon, do it. Um, honestly, I'm a fan of Aries energy. It's my moon. <laughs> I know it's obnoxious. We all know, but it can be fun. <laughs> and it's honest. We need if it. Want an honest opinion, go to your Aries friends. Um, mm-hmm. They'll tell you. So it's a fun moon. Hello, lovely moon community. I'm Julie. And I'm Tori. And welcome to the Two Weekends, One Moon podcast, where we're just two girls really trying to lean into Libra, holding a creative space where... We can just debrief and decompress the astrology of the world. And so I encourage you, grab a nourishing beverage, grab a journal, and let's empower connection through our bodies, the stars, and each other.